0: gentlemen, welcome to D-Country Nerd 252 Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the firing of Frank Vogel. Now, we all know Frank Vogel was doing a raw deal. I mean, let's look at Frank Vogel. He had success when he was in Indiana, got to the Eastern Conference Finals, but ran into LeBron James. He struggled when he was in Orlando. He got chose to the Lakers. Why did he go to the Lakers? Because he was a good defensive coach. They needed some slow, some defense in the Lakers, because they knew they had a chance to get LeBron back. And had a few young pieces, you know, that could put the ball in the basket. They just need the right discipline. And like right learning from somebody like LeBron James. But what happened? He got hurt his first year. What happened? They gutted their entire roster to get Anthony Davis. Then as the pandemic happened. It was shut down for about five months. Then they played in the bubble, so Anthony Davis was completely healthy, LeBron was completely healthy, and they won a championship. In the next season, injuries started piling up, but it still was number one defense. It's just when they played against Phoenix, they got exposed. I mean, yeah, they were competitive defensively, but Phoenix had too much offensive firepower for them. But now, they should have kept out all those players they were criticizing. KCP missing shots, Caruso playing all those minutes, he's not making buckets. Kuzma, he's making two points playing all those minutes. And now you see why those people were important. So yeah, they wasn't giving you buckets like that, at least there was any defense. I mean, just think about it. Defense is more, defense is effort. Yo, you could win 40 games in the NBA based on effort. You don't have to have a star. You look at the Knicks from last year. They made it to the playoffs because of pure effort. I like Julius Randle, but he knew, I don't consider him no Hall of Famer. And then, let's get to LeBron. Now, Bron, Bron, you know the season was a failure, bro. Stop playing yourself. Now, I get it, you do a lot of tongue and cheek and stuff because you're very PC, you're very image-conscious, so it's going to be hard for you to kind of, you're going to try to spin the truth a little bit. I won't say flat-out lie, I will say spin the truth to an extent. But you know the season was a failure, bro. You play for the Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers are the premier team of the NBA. Think about the top 75 players in the NBA. All of them are Lakers. You know the Lakers have a standard. Now, you had a chance to get DeRozan, and you had a chance to get Buddy Hill. But you know what you did? You went to the office and said, you know what, I want Russell Westbrook. You know, I knew there was no comeback. LeBron had this big idea. Let's get Russell Westbrook so I can prove he is a championship player. I could do what KD did and nobody else did. So what happened? You gutted that roster to get Westbrook. So you want. Everybody want to see the Lakers. Next. All that vitriol. KD. LeBron. Again. Westbrook. Durant, KD versus Kyrie. Excuse me. My bad. Kyrie versus LeBron. You know me ladies and gentlemen. Whenever I get frustrated. I get tongue-tied. So bear with me. You want to create this whole big narrative. This whole big story. And you did it at the expense of the team. But let's face it. When you with LeBron, he's a force by himself. He meets very high demands. He has to get his entire crew. He has to get whatever player he wants just to make him happy because he knows, based on his record, he can do enough to carry you to get you where you want to go. But now it's proven he's at the age where he can't carry bad teams no more. And I think he was humbled this year. And he realized, oh, I can't, I can't carry a team no more. Well, you could tell he didn't even play defense. I mean, what's good with all that scoring? you playing no defense. I mean, hell, Tim Duncan could give you nothing offensively in his uh, last few legs, but he still could give you something defensively. Hell, even with Tony Parker, and you, Ginobili they could still play defense. They still give you a couple of buckets here and there. But they wasn't the same. I mean, yeah, they had a bench with Patty Mills, Danny Green, had some shooters. And they also had a young, upcoming Kawhi Leonard, who was just a defensive player before he became better offensively. So it's like, that could have worked for him. But nope. Now, that's not to say that Jeannie Buss, you know, Curt or could have said, you know what, no. They could have said no to LeBron. But they don't want to do that to him. Because think about it. He had a chance to go back to Miami, but what happened? He wanted Pat Riley and Mickey Harrison to bow down to him a little bit. He was like, no. So he said, fucking, I'm going back to Cleveland. So... And he kind of burned that bridge because I wish LeBron would have went back to Miami. But you see what happened. Even though the Heat had their season where they missed the postseason and didn't make it out the first round, I mean, they still made it to the finals with Jimmy Butler, a pretty good bench, and Bam Adebayo, who was young, athletic, up and coming. So he should have bet Pat Riley. But Pat Riley didn't want to bend over for him. He said no. Burn that bridge. now let me get the Westbrook Westbrook we all know you're a Hall of Famer top 75 player we all know the best thing that ever happened to you was Kevin Durant going to go to state because it was proving you needed a team by yourself you know Kevin Durant hid a lot of your deficiencies because he scored the ball so much and of course, if he was slacking, you could pick up for him a little bit. So we saw, after he left, how athletic you were. And you have a lot of competitive spirit. How you average triple doubles, won the MVP. proven wow, you, you're better without Kevin Durant. But, but, now it's proven that as much of a competitive spirit you have, you do play a lot of dumb basketball costly turnovers, you know, bad shots. I mean, when you use using OKC, you can get away with it because that's technically a small market. I mean, when you use in Houston, you still was in the shadow of James Harden. who one of the most prolific scorers in NBA history. But now you with the Lakers, where you have expectations because you with the Lakers, it's championship or bust. You're being a little phony when you said, you know what, I had no expectations. Yeah, nobody had expectations for you on those other teams because they want not championship contenders. The Laker Nation, they expect championship for busts. Now, I know people saying, well, Kobe had to lose season one, they get on him. Kobe already won three titles. So, Kobe didn't have to prove anything to the Laker Nation. One thing Kobe had to prove was to himself that he can win the championship without Shaq. So when they got Phil Jackson back, got Paul Gasol, had a healthy Andrew Bynum, Ron Artest, Odom, they repeated as champions. And yeah, they was good for probably maybe a year or two after they won the championship, but Kobe started getting hurt. Kelly, his knee, injuries just started piling up. So he was on his last legs. So there's only so much he can do. And it's like, they had a lot of young pieces with Randall, Angelo Russell, but they just weren't ready yet. They was better suited to be on other teams because playing with LeBron is very demanding. Uh, what do you expect somebody in their first, second year to do to learn it from somebody like LeBron James? He likes smart veterans. And plus you have to make a sacrifice. I mean, Chris Bosch was a 2010 guy to Toronto. When he went to the Miami Heat, he, he turned a three-point shooter and a defender. Kevin Love was a 2010 guy. When he came to Cleveland, he was a three-point shooter and a defender. So, they're terms sacrifice when it comes to playing with LeBron. So, in my opinion, I think you should have played the shooting guard role. And LeBron play point because we all know LeBron James... Is a point guard masquerading as a small forward or you would have came off the bench and made that sacrifice because we all saw how well you played when AD LeBron was out so it was like you had to make a certain sacrifice and I understand you feel like you know they didn't give you a chance to be who you were well as I just explained, nobody gets to be who they are when they play with LeBron James. I mean, I mean, Kyrie has handles. He could score, so that's pretty much all he had to do, lift the scoring off LeBron. That's pretty much it. Kyrie kind of had it good. It's just he was tired of getting credit I'm not getting no credit. LeBron James demands all his concessions, this, that, the third. He just had enough of it. So it's like you had to make some concessions, bro. So now there's a chance you could be traded because the Lakers are heavily cap-strapped. They are $74 million between Braun, AD, and Russ. And plus, who's going to take on the expiring contract? Let's say he got traded. That's $47 million. Now he could be traded to a team take that 47 million because once that 47 million is up it's over you don't have to pay him you basically can get him on the cheap for one year because everybody thinks he's done anyway even though i don't believe he's done i believe his confidence was just shot because he didn't expect all this i mean he understand what it was playing with kd but there's a difference between playing with kevin durant and playing with lebron james Kevin Durant just wants to get buckets, make the shot, do whatever he can. You saw how efficient he was when he was in Golden State. When Kevin Durant was in Golden State, that was the best I've ever seen him play. He didn't have to handle that much. Golden State played great team gets to spread the ball to make easy shots. So Golden State was fairly easy for Kevin Durant to flourish and become a two-time champion. And those two years in Golden State, he was the best player in the NBA. Unfortunately, towards Achilles tendon, You know the rest of the story. Now, let me get into Anthony Davis. Listen, there's no reason Anthony Davis should be in that discussion with Giannis and B. Jokic as the best bigs in the NBA. But for some reason, I do not know what he does in the offseason, but this dude literally stays hurt. So I don't know if you need to go to Germany, some foreign country to get some kind of surgery. Go back to New Orleans, get some good voodoo on you so you'll stay hurt. I mean, excuse me. You can stay healthy. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, the most games you ever play your entire career, I'll say over the last few years, is like 62. It's kind of bad in an 82-game season. And plus, you're talking about the playoffs. So it's like... You already done ran out of gas and you're you know, basically one dribble away from being out. I mean, you literally can pass. Anthony Davis can literally pass gas, back injury. I mean, he could have a hangnail out for about a month. I mean, he's literally got to the point where if I had Anthony Davis, i will play him for one month, set him down for five months and have him play again. That's what that's what's literally become it's like I literally gotta have a set schedule for Anthony Davis when to play. I mean I'm not gonna pay him a big contract because he can't stay healthy. But damn, that that's what it's pretty much come down to. If you're listening to this podcast, remember, listen to my plan. Have Anthony Davis play for one month, send him down for five months, and have him play again. That's the only way you can get the best out of A D, offensively and defensively. That's it. So What's the acres? What's the fakers outlook? I have no idea. The cap strap? I have no idea what they can get. What they can get? What they can trade for? I mean, I I'll put this out there. I mean, for me, I would probably look at Indiana because I think Malcolm Brogdon. He's a good three-point shooter, good defender. He can hit free throws. So I would try to. May would make a deal with uh, Indiana for him. I think that's the best choice for him at this point. I think that's a good deal. The Pacers aren't going anywhere anytime soon. And Russell Westbrook, despite his confidence being shot, I think him being gone from the Lakers would do him some good. He's relieved off the pressure, and he can do his thing in Indiana because they're basically in straight rebuild mode. They ain't going to the playoffs in a minute. They ain't going to be there for a while. Russell Westbrook is still a show, and he cut ass in seats. So that's the only partner I could trade for I could really think of. Because if you try to trade him in Houston, you know you got to give away Terry Rozier. and Terry Rozier don't want, don't want him, that him and Lamella ball is a pretty decent backcourt. So, boy, the Lakers got their work cut out for him. As far as coaching goes, now I think now I hear them saying if Philadelphia goes down, Doc Rivers could be the coach. I mean, I would say with Doc Rivers, it seems like he does better with veteran players. But you saw how he was with KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. There's already established players. Ray Allen was considered one of the greatest shooters back then, still is. KG was an MVP and a defensive monster. Paul Pierce could play defense. And he can hit clutch shots. So there's only so much he could do to him. Because he had veteran players. So I think to an extent that could work. But Doc Rivers has blown way too many leagues for my taste. So I was a question about him. Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse needs to stay in Toronto. I don't think he wants that smoke in Los Angeles. Stay where you are, man. Tyloo. Now Tyloo needs to stay in the clippers. He's doing the best right now. I mean He literally took this team to the Western Conference Finals last year. And they're in the playoffs. With Kawhi Leonard has not well in the play in. Kawhi Leonard has not played all season. And Paul George has missed half of the season. And they're in the play in. And there's a chance they can win the game because he's that much of a coach, and he knows how to make adjustments on the fly. If you don't believe me, go take a look at that series when they came back against 3-1 against the Warriors. He did a lot of coaching adjustments, where Cleveland got physical with the team. They could hit shots. LeBron did, got whatever he wanted because he played bully ball. And Kyrie got open shots. Jr. Smith got open shots. Tristan Thompson was getting every rebound under the sun. Richard Jepson will give you some pop off the bench, and just just take Tyloo's resume. I will say, from my perspective, I will call Mark Jackson. Now, I think Mark Jackson caught a raw deal, because don't get me wrong, I'm not going to take any from Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr has done an outstanding job, three championships in five years. And yeah, he took the words on a whole different level, but Mark Jackson did install the identity and defensive culture of that team. He did come out and say that Steph Curry and Clay Thompson would be the greatest shooting backcourt in NBA history. Everybody thought that was too early because he really didn't know about him. Clay was young. I mean Steph Curry, we all knew at Davis that Davis said he could shoot, but he had paper, he had paper ankles early on in his career, so he really didn't know. But I think the right coach for this job is Mark Jackson. I would give him a call. That should be first on their list, Mark Jackson. Now I'm pretty sure LeBron should put that out there. But you know, he said he's not going he's gonna let the front office do what the front office does. But knowing LeBron how tongue in cheek he is, and they bring up a coach. He's probably going to say no. He's going to look at him side-eye all year long. And Brian, you can fool all your legion of fans. You can't fool somebody like me, sir. I love you. You're the top five player all the time, but, bruh, no. You need as much help as possible. And you said that going after the scoring title was whack, wacky. Excuse me, sir. Uh... I guarantee you, if y'all was in the playing, you would've chased that scoring title. But because you had nothing to play for, now it's whack. You was feeling all that love, when you was like, you're 19, you was the player lead the league in scoring. You was feeling all that love, and when you got bumped out, now it's whack, dude. And I said, you can't play anybody, LeBron, no more. You can't play us no more. Just stop. Even the great Tom Brady knew he needed help. That's why he went to Tampa Bay. Now don't get me wrong. To his credit, people like LeBron James and Tom Brady are so great, they can mask a lot of deficiencies because they're, they're great. But now we, see the, now we see the age has kicked in. Father Tom has kicked in with LeBron James. Now Tom Brady plays a more physical sport. And he's a quarterback and he gets rid of the ball quicker, so he still can stay with a little bit of his energy. And he has a good offensive line. But LeBron, you don't play no defense. All you do is put up points. And I, I and I know you don't you don't trust a lot of young players, but dude, you need to start trusting people. Instead of screaming at asking you know, younger players, why aren't you giving me the ball when I shoot? Why don't you give the ball when I pass it to you? Shoot, shoot, shoot. Let them play defense. If you have to do all the scoring, fine. Just, just let them play defense. Because you're that dominant, bro. So, those days you hollering, belittling teammates when they don't hit open shots, let those dudes play defense. Because sooner or later, they're going to hit a shot. Because even with the Lakers, you get, I mean, Kobe got his, Shaq got his, but. If they needed Derek Fisher, a Big Shot Bob to hit a shot, they'll hit a shot. And Rick Fox to make a defense play, he'll make a play. So I think LeBron James now needs to trust his teammates more than ever. Because I don't think he trusts young players like he does veterans. And he could say he loved playing with Russell Westbrook like his competitive spirit, which is kind of a jab because every athlete has competitive spirit, or else they want not be in the sport they love. But you can have a high competitive spirit and still make dumb decisions. Russell like, Westbrook is highly athletic and does have a fiery competitive spirit, but he does make costly turnovers, make costly bad shots at the wrong moment. I mean, you can't expect to win a game without one one eleven from the one eleven from the game, by eight turnovers in the first quarter. You're asking for trouble. So it's like, man oh man, they gonna have a long hard off season. And I admit it, I did get a chuckle see LeBron eat humble pie. I'm not ki- I'm not I don't mean to kick a man while he's down, but I still gonna foregone that tweet. He said keep that same energy. I ain't keeping the same energy. But I hope LeBron James comes back strong. Plays a little defense. Put trust in some players. Hell, if you need to train Anthony Davis by himself, train him. I mean, at least work something out with Westbrook. Have that deep, long conversation. Maybe be more open with the office. so you don't have to be so demanding. And the offense definitely needs, I mean, the front office definitely needs to stand up. And Rob Polinka needs to do a better job. Because, man, is Magic Johnson. He spills the he spills the tea on everything Lakers. I mean, yeah, he plays everything on Rob Polinka. But, man, Magic Johnson, he spills the tea on everything. Because, you know, when Magic speaks, everybody's going to listen. Everybody's going to believe him, not call him a lie. So... Lakers, you all know this. If you don't get your shit together, LeBron, you don't get your shit together, you're going to be looking at another losing season. And LeBron, I understand you want to play with Bronny. and that, that would be a feel-good story to play with your son on your last legs. But, bro, get your head together. Bring the Lakers another championship and go break Kareem's record. Okay, that is my dream scenario for you. I want you to break Kareem's record and win the championship in the same season. That would be my career scenario for you. That is my selfish dream for you. Hopefully you can get it done. Because I think that will be one of the greatest stories in sports ever. No, it will be the greatest story in sports ever. So, that's the end of this episode. If you agree with me or disagree with me, hit me up twitter hit me up on snapchat you know what to do i love you guys thank you for listening you know let society dictate how you should think or feel i'm out